All right, everyone, it's Thursday. It's time for our Happening in the Hamptons podcast, breaking down the Hamptons market, new listings, and events on the East End. I am Andrew Dowd, and joining us today, as always, is Steve Glick, Dave Rettiner, and today, Mr. Ron White. Hello, How are hello. you? How are you doing? Thanks for coming on the, the show, the podcast. Thank you for having me. Our little weekly segment. So what do you want to talk about today? How's, how's things shaping up in Bridgehampton? You're, you're a Bridgehampton guy. You're a Bridgehampton local. Born, mean, in, born and raised, right? As local yeah, yeah, as they yeah, get. Born, born and raised, born and raised. Do you want to talk about our high school football career? <laughs> talk about that? I mean, actually. <laughs> was that, was that Bridgehampton or East Hampton? East Hampton. Yeah. East Hampton. East Hampton. But Bridgehampton didn't have a football team. We would take guys from Bridgehampton. But Ron was a starter, right? He was the starting quarterback. He was like, I mean, but we come on. You always but you were one year. You were yeah, one year older. Terrible, you were one year older than me. I was one year older than him. Yes, yeah. and I was. A he was. Re- he was bad at it. I was really, really, really bad. at Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what was your record? Did you guys have? We were you, like a winning team. You, you, you we got in the winning column. Like yeah, four yeah, and four. Yeah, okay. Four and four. Yeah, we won four games because um, there was like a forfeit because the other team didn't like have enough players, and oh, then we, wow. so we won those four games. Perfect. And then the, the truth of it, and is, then the other four games we lost like two hundred to like six. We were always we were always in a disadvantage because. You know, Section 11 kind of took the population of every school and added it together, which mean that, you know, the East Hampton team would play much bigger schools. Now, you're only getting two or three guys from Bridgehampton, but meanwhile, they're counting all of the 230 that's there. Uh, so it pushes East Hampton's level up because the, the... Yeah, um, it's not fair. Well, they the, changed it now. The teams are categorized by population, and usually if oh, it's a bigger okay. population, you're going to have a better team. So they added East Hampton and Bridgehampton and schools Sag together. Harbor. Oh, and Sag Harbor. And Montauk. I wish, oh, Steve, oh. I wish I knew you back then, man. I would, I would, <laughs> we would get off the bus and we would face like... Compsquag or something, and there would just be like yeah. the Seriously. scariest yeah. people. North, I would be North, so scared, North, and they'd have like a hundred players, <laughs> and we would get off, <laughs> and I would be like, "Hey guys, let's uh, play some football." <laughs> Coming out of the bus, you know, I'd be like, to, like having Amityville. panic attacks. <laughs> Getting off the bus, going into like Amityville, and like their nose guard was like six six. Right? Yeah, just o- like Oliver huge Hickson, dude. Right? I'm playing Oliver Hickson, and I'm I'm like snapping the ball to from my guy, you know. Stephen Shades, you remember Shades? He's a yeah, cop he's a cop now, and he's dancing. Shades is probably like five eight at best. <laughs> yeah. Stills, right? Oh, and, no. and he was your center. He was my he was center, center, bro. And I'm like, he was my center time, too. I'm sprinting out. I'm like, I'm running for my life just to get away from the nose guard. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. And now you're a top real estate agent in the Hamptons. I don't want to say top, man, but I've been here long enough. I think that's the only. So thing how long have you been doing real estate out here? About in eight, eighteen years. Eighteen years. Eighteen years. It's amazing. Ron, Ron really did it, man. And he started very young. And you've seen a lot of markets up, down, left, right, all different types. Yeah. I what mean, What do you call the market that we're in now? If you had to define it, I think it's a correction. I think it's a correction. I think that there was a couple of things that inflated the market, you know, whether it's, you know, the pandemic that we're coming out of, almost out of, but still probably going into something at some point soon with this polio that's happening. Oh, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, so it was, it was the inflate the, the, the interest rates were extremely low, practically mm-hmm. free money. And then there was the pandemic. Everyone's trying to, you know, come out to the, to the grasses. So you say correction. So what what what's going to be corrected? The pricing the pricing is going to go down. Inventory is going to go up. Um, yeah, less people are buying, more people are buying. Which be one? A, a little bit of both. I think that's uh, you know interest rates are obviously rising. So now you know money is more expensive. So yep. people are going to be a little bit more calculated in terms of you know what they're buying. Okay. Before it was more necessity and emotional. Now it's more or less like what's my investment? Well, it was free money. I mean the mortgage rates were so low. People free were money. just. 
taking mortgages just because why not? And yeah. they are just buying these properties. But now as you see the mortgage rates continuously on the on the rise, people are not jumping in to take a mortgage. Like Absolutely. you said, they're, they're take a calculated uh, approach to purchasing real estate. What do you see about the inventory, though? Because we always talk about the inventory. There's no inventory. There's no houses to buy. Um, do you see the inventory um, creeping up, coming back onto the market? You know what's happening right now is like... <clears throat> There's inventory, but more of it is more or less off market. The market was so like hot and everything was kind of moving. Like you really just needed to show up and then you can make some sort of deal happen. Right. right? So, you know, I think that what's happening is, you know, you get more people saying, I'm willing to sell. Just just bring me something. OK. Mm-hmm. And then you bring them something and then, you you know, make it legal or logistic or you, you put it out in front when it's, you know. When it's done, pretty much. Got it. So it's a a lot of off-market deals. I mean, there's obviously some deals on the market right now, but I think that, you know, the market was hot enough and and buyers were just kind of saturating the market and it was just easy to put people together. So if you're you're a buyer and you're looking to purchase a property, what advice would you give somebody looking to purchase right now? Um, You got to make sure that you identify what your purpose is. Is is it an investment? Are you trying to get money out of it in the next 24 24 months? Or is this a longevity? Um, And then... Or a pleasure. Or is it just a pleasure purchase? You just... I mean, unfortunately, most of this stuff out here is pleasure. (laughs) You know, what's happening out here? You know, there's not a lot of year-round people that's buying homes out here, unfortunately. Here's the thing, though. Like, no one wants to lose money. You know what I mean? So when you're a buyer and you can sense that the market is shifting to a correction or a lower, which just means the prices are coming down. You know, how as a buyer do you, there's so many people that now have an excuse. They're waiting for the bottom. There's so many people that now have an excuse to hesitate. And I know people that have been hesitating their entire lives, you know, and it's like, dude, you know, you, you have to make a decision. Like, who knows? We could have some unforeseen black swan event. And then next thing you know, next year, everything's going up like crazy. Yeah. Again. Or, you know, we could have some crazy thing happen and things and prices drop in half. And those people will still be like, oh, it's still it's it's still, you know, I'm waiting for the bottom bottom. You 100%. know, there's always value. So it's how do you convey that to a buyer? that's kind of giving you that you can't pushback. Pushy. You, you got to just tell them that, you know, whether they move or not, the market is going to, you know, make its move. And there's, a, like you said, a lot of people miss out on opportunities because they're yeah. waiting for that bottom. You don't really lose when you're dealing with the Hamptons. You know, it's, it's, sure. a, it's, a, it's a market that's, you know, forever kind of appreciating and the assets, you know, the assessments are going up. So, yeah, calculated risk is important, but, you know, if you're ready to transact, transact now. Don't don't delay it. I, I have a, a friend of mine. I'm a big believer in that too. I have a friend of mine. They were looking to purchase a property before the pandemic. They're like, all right, you know, my budget is, you know, up to a million dollars. No problem. You know, there was plenty mm-hmm. of homes. They're just mm-hmm. waiting, waiting. Oh, a couple more months. Got to get my f- one thing right. Couple more months. Then boom, pandemic hit. Right, and then <laughs> fast forward. Here they are. They have they're still ready. Dollars. Their million dollar not budget doing is not finding them a home with four bedrooms you know now that million dollars home property is now one five one eight right. and they're like oh now i can't now i missed it yep. i missed mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. if now, you've been thinking about buying for four years right and you had bought just four years ago whatever area you're looking right let's just say out east if you had bought four years ago 
and it wasn't like the perfect home. It was a nice home, right? But it wasn't like exactly what you wanted. Maybe it was missing a bedroom. Maybe it didn't have the garage, whatever the case may be. Uh, it didn't have the pool. If you had bought that four years ago and then sold it a year ago, you'd have made money and you could have bought the house that you wanted in the first place. Well, you know you what I mean? You wouldn't do that because, I mean, what you would do if you bought it four years ago, what you would do is capitalize on the on the um, interest on the house, the equity. Mm-hmm. The equity. And, and a lot of people are kind of, you know, doing a cash out refi and, and really putting in what they want, making the house yeah. the way that uh, it wants. It's funny you say that. In my neighborhood, you know, I'm driving around and everybody, construction, everyone's putting a pool in. Yep. And I'm like, man, what, where's, where's everyone getting all this money from? And then I realize, I'm like, oh, okay, these people bought their house you know, years ago, and they're realizing that, oh man, this, the equity has just shot up. They refinanced it, took out, was able to get all this extra income, and then they put it back into the house. They either added an extension, they added a pool. So, like in my neighborhood, I see pools popping up all over the place. Careful, because well, because they're all in. You know, they that go happened, all in. Yeah. That happened to what happened to me and my family. It's a dangerous like, game. My it little is. guy is now like dad, like. Are we gonna ever get a pool? I'm like, do you have any idea what that thing costs? Like, yeah, you know, but be careful. So I'm not doing the, it. No, the, I'm the not. little blink. Maybe you're like Steve's Dang. doing. Steve's gonna do uh, <laughs> pri- like the private, like two thousand dollars summer thing. I'm, you know? I'm not. I'm not in the pool thing. I yeah. mean, those pools. You know, you you got a, a pool quote three years ago. You get a pool quote now. I mean, it's gone up. You know, hundred oh, percent. You ridiculous. know, it's it's crazy. So. Um, but I'll tell you, I bought my house, I think, four years ago. This is before the pan- pandemic, the house that we're in now. And I was like, I can't believe we're buying right now at the top of the market. That's how, how I, I felt. That's how I felt. I kind of still feel that and way. And now I'm like, man, glad I got in when I did. Yeah, well, well, I mean, <laughs> well, now I'm just like, just thank it, God I have a place to live in the Hamptons yeah. and I love my life. You yeah. know what I mean? That's yeah. how I feel. You mean, think on the flip side, how do you feel about if when the market's down, a lot of times you're down as well. Like things are slow, things right, are slow. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. So if, if the market's high, obviously you're feeling good, you're, you're doing well, and now you're going to make that chance. You're going to take that chance. But if it's low, you know, a lot of people try to be low because they have the, the money just sitting there waiting. But a lot of the times when, the, you know, we're contingent on pouring the market. So. so don't delay. And if you're able to purchase a property, do it now. Don't, you know, why wait? So, Ron, as we come into the off season. In the Hamptons, there's a lot of fall activities, I guess you call it, Dave, right? Fall act, fall things to do. Yeah, definitely. What do you like what do you do now, Ron? The summer's over, there's no you know, P. Diddy's not having the white party. There's there's no there's no <laughs> That's there's, old news. Does he no even do that? Does he still here? do that? No. Yeah, that's old what news. Is there no, to Mike, Mike Rubin took over actually now. Oh really? Now it's the Mike Rubin party <laughs> on the ocean in Southampton. But that's over now. What what happens now for the next three months? September through December. I mean, I think you recover. You spend your time recovering, you know, you, you pumpkin you, picking. Yeah, pumpkin picking, <laughs> you know. You know, I, I like this. The fall is like my favorite time. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Um, you know, you're coming off of the summer, but it's the perfect weather. You know, the humidity is kind of good. Yeah. And the sun is feeling warm and you can find some shade and you got a little time to breathe. It's peaceful. But on the flip side, you know, on the real estate and this is where this one things actually kind of pick up. You know, yeah, we're now, seeing now it. Everybody is looking to see what yeah. they're doing for next summer. Are they yep. building? Are they buying? Are they renting? What's happening? So this is now where, you know, you got to kind of dig in as a realtor. To, to make sure from September to December, you know, you got to hit Perfect. it hard. Cause everybody's uh, that's looking. good. That's good advice for the real estate agents. It's like, don't sleep at the wheel right here. This is one of the busiest times of the year right that's now right. is, is these two months that we're in right now for, um, transacting in the Hamptons. Absolutely. You know, Ron, you're kind of an inspiration to people in, uh, Bridgehampton. You're, you're at the, 
you sort of, you run the Bridgehampton school, you professional real estate agent, you have a beautiful family. Um, what do you say to like a young kid at, at Bridgehampton school? That's like, you know, how do I do what Ron do? Like if he's, a, he's what, 17 years old, he's about to graduate Bridgehampton school. He's going to go off to school. Like what's your advice to that kid? Stay the course. Like what? Live, learn, make mistakes, take failures, get back up, keep pushing forward. That's basic. And, and, and be love to serve. Um, when you give back and when you show how appreciative you are to people, um, you're blessed in many ways. And I don't really deserve a lot of the things and the opportunities that I have, but it's just, I just kind of move with it. And uh, I don't really agree with that. You, I think you deserve everything you got. It's crazy what you've accomplished. I looked. I look up to you. You're one year older than me. I, I remember that, seeing you coming up, you and always, I was. I was looking up because it's that's true. A, that's a, it, it, it should be, bro. We're we grinding together, and I look up to you, and you're an inspiration to me at the same way. You know, and I, I, I'm. I don't. We shouldn't take this so mushy because we're getting mushy right now. But I, I'm serious. I love you, bro. I'm serious. Like it was weird. Like throughout our whole time, high school, and, and you know, and, and the professional you, world. You were always just working. So, you were always working so hard, and then. You know, you, you were all you were all in at a very young age. You got married. You know, you're all in. You had your family. You, you 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 became a community leader at a very young age. And you know, I didn't start really doing that until late 30s. You know, things like that. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. I just think it's uh, you're a good role model for uh, young kids. So just I think you should keep kind of. Promoting that. I'm not going to apologize for this, but you know, the Bible says, to whom much is given, much is required, right? And that means when you're given opportunities, when you're given second and third chances, when you're given just a a, a door, you give it back in some way. And I feel like if I got the time, God is blessing me with a decent amount of resources to kind of take care of my family and I got some time, why not give back to to some, some kids? And and I, I, like I said, most of the time, I'm giving back to people that I can kind of share my story with. I love basketball. Cool. I love training. I love all of that stuff. But most of, mostly, if you talk to any of my players, even the guys that's kind of gone away in college or have kids, we touch base all the time. They're texting me. My phone is always blowing up with kids, even after years after you know I, I coach them. And we just talk life. We just talk how easy some things are and some how hard some things are and how unfair some things are and right. perspective on life, you know what I mean? And I think there was a couple of people in my life that gave me their perspective. And I didn't understand it at the time. I was like, man, what are they talking about, man? I think, like, get out of my face, man. I got my life under control, blah, blah, blah. I didn't want to hear it. But now I'm 41. I'm like, wow, I see exactly what they're talking about. But that's the difference between, I think, like a, a good coach and a mentor, you know what I mean? You, for, for a lot of people, it sounds like you're both, you know what I mean? You coached them up and made such an impact that there's, you're still a person they come to for, for life advice. And that's, you know, in yeah. many ways more important in the long run. Yeah. And his clients are like, is the same thing with his clients. They come to him for advice. It's like, uh, yeah, that's, that's fine. you're like, you're like the advisor, you know, you're like, you're, you're cool that way. I, interestingly <laughs> enough, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I spend so much time um, having a great relationship with people that I transact with that I sometimes sacrifice getting more business because I'm so busy working with the the people that I've created the relationship with. 
that I'm mm-hmm. like servicing them, like, even whether whether they're away and they need something at the house or they're looking for something else and they want to talk to market. It's like I spend so much time dealing with my existing clientele that I've had accumulated for the last 18 years that mm-hmm. I think it sometimes overwhelms me and like stops me from getting more, which it comes back around though. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, kind of, I believe that, you know, it's like you put good out, get, you know, and, and it has been because I think, I think any broker will tell you, you, you're, you are doing what you need to do when you resell and sell your existing clients, mm-hmm. you know, not always getting new ones. Right. You know, you got to be care- like, it says something if you're only getting new clients, if you're kind of going back and they're, you know, cycling back saying i want to redo something or i want to sell or i want to rent like that's that's where it's at right there that's where you've learned earned their trust and loyalty and yeah. that goes and, a long and way a lot in of this that game. Is just confidentiality mm-hmm. you know you're not really celebrating the crap out of their real estate you know they want to be here in the hamptons and have their own little peace of mind and you're not sporting and advertising the things that you're selling and renting and doing for them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, oh, wait, I saw that house right there. Oh, you own that house? It's like some people really like that. They, right. they, they like to be celebrated that way. But I think there's a large portion of, of the East End and the Hamptons that, listen, I'll do business, I'll sell and I'll rent and I'll buy, but I don't need to be, you know, with a big flag waving, like, look what I just bought, whether it's a $600,000 house or a $50 million, yeah, $50 million house. Yeah, like, I don't do you feel, everybody. I mean, how do you feel when you're dealing with those numbers? Like, do you, you know, you have a $50 million client or, you know, I've, I'm, you, you, you represent some serious people in your, in your career, even now. Do, do you I mean. feel, do you, do you get like, uh, you just take a step back and you're just like, wow, this is it's, crazy. It's inspiration. It's inspiration yeah. because, you know, I mean, they're the numbers that we're talking about, like you can't even fathom. Right. Yeah. And all you, you know, I walk away with a, a, an inspiration saying, I, I want to get there at some point. You know, mm-hmm. that, that, that's, and I, and I, but I enjoy working for, for them as well, you know, because it's a, you know, a lot of them are just really great, honest people that just love to live. And, yeah. um, it's a good feeling. All right. Let's, uh, that's good, good stuff. Let's move to the, to the market there, Steve, what do you got for, uh, for the numbers this week? Yeah. Over the past week, there were 28 listings that went into contract from West Hampton to Montauk compared to the same week last year. There were 46 listings that went into contract, which is a year over year decrease of 39%. In 2020, there were 87 listings, which is a decrease of 68%. And the breakdown of those 28 transactions, there was two between 10 and 20 million, one between six and 8 million, one between four and 6 million, and nine between two and 4 million, and 15 under 2 million. The dollar volume this past week was 87 million. Last year was 140 million. So it's a decrease of 38%. In 2020, the dollar volume was 280 million, which is a decrease of 69%. This past week, there were 32 new listings that came onto the market. So that increases the inventory by four listings. The breakdown of those 32 new listings, there was one between eight and 10 million, three between six and eight million, five between four and six million, 14 between two and four million, and nine new listings under two million came onto the market this past week. (laughs) You don't get that in other brokerages, you know that, right? The breakdown? Yeah, you, you don't have someone that can really break it down that quick in a two-minute... I mean, that was like a two-minute live. Steve, like, raps it, right? Yeah. He's, he's just like... Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to be behind that right there, right? You know? I'm 
I'm flowing here. Uh, that was yeah, pretty good. good, good data. I really. I, I felt was, like I just watched. That. Remember that commercial? <laughs> that guy that could speak really fast. I, uh, like when we were kids. Micro machines. Yeah, yeah. That's what it just. That's, what it <laughs> that's funny. 25, 25, but if anyone has questions about the data and wants more information, you can always reach out to me directly, and I'm happy to help. So there you go. So Dave, your time to shine. What do you got going on this weekend? Lots of good fun stuff this weekend. But Perfect. Can you great. go to a Killer Bees? You're, you're the coach of the Killer Bees team. I am right? the coach of the Killer Bees. The, is it, so when do they start? Like, so the offic- Is it normal Like, if you don't have a relative playing in the game? Is it, is it normal for people to go watch the Killer Bees? Like they're like a brand. Yeah, I mean, there's people from all over that comes out to watch us. Um, I think that's consistent with the other, any other team. But, yeah, there's definitely... Like, I would never do that. Like, you know, like, I, I don't think... I, but maybe I but will. But you should because you know me and you're, you're coming to yeah, support the team. Yeah, you bring your team. daughter to the game. I know. Yeah, maybe that yeah, might be a pretty, cool thing to do. Intense. I never it, thought it's that... It's a pretty intense... And, I, I listen, we would invite the whole Saunders family to come out. You know, we'll definitely send out the... the, the um, so when is the schedule? So when is the schedule? The schedule is out on, online. The first day of practice is uh, November 14th. You know, preseason and right. conditioning starts much earlier than that. But oh, man. our first day of practice is November 14th. And then our first game is November 30th. We're in two separate tournaments this year. We play like teams like Roosevelt, Bay, um, up in Nassau, Bayport Blue Point, Cinema Riches, uh, East Islip. I was looking at Ron's Instagram earlier. We were just talking about this. I was looking at Ron's Instagram earlier. And there was like this player. And I thought it was one of your players, one of the high school kids. And he was just like, you know, his shoulders was like, he looked like a, like an eagle, like a condor. He was moving like a, like like lightning speed. And I was like, oh, my God. Like the players, the killer bees are like really good. I was like, these high school kids are getting really good. And then he just told me before the podcast you were working out with some NBA player. And so I, I mean, had no idea. Yeah. That, that, so we, um, Bridge Hampton has allowed me to utilize the gym if and when you know, high profile players come out and mm-hmm. all summer long. And they know to reach out to you to work them out. Yeah. So you will just work out NBA players. Um, at, uh, I, I mean, listen, school. they have their own workout, to be honest with you. And they also bring some guys. I mean, Chris Brickley is out there a lot of time. He's, a you know, one of the number one. Yeah. But they uh, look to you to watch them and make sure, you know, make sure that I'm rebounding. I'm running around yeah. with them. I'm passing the ball. It's nothing major, bro. It's just the fact that I'm lucky enough to have the gym. But that's awesome. They that's do, so cool. Once once I'm in there, they understand my wave. They understand, you know that I, I know what I'm doing, so they allow me to kind of play more of a bigger role in what they do. But, you know, so, yeah, it was Jimmy Butler's out there, Paolo Panchero from uh, the Orlando Magics, and Jalen Green. He thought Jalen Green was a Bridgehampton athlete. <laughs> I did. I did. I really did. Yeah. Uh, and that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Oh, man. All right, Dave. So what do we got happening right. this weekend? I don't know. We got, what do you want? You want to do outdoor yoga and fitness? You're, yeah. you're doing yoga. Oh, yoga. Yes. Steve is actually really doing <laughs> hot yoga for anyone that is interested. Um, you got outdoor yoga and fitness, uh, September 17th and 18th, 7.30 a.m. and 8.30 a.m. Uh, on the beach at 268 Meadow Lane in Southampton. So you just join them for a sunrise practice. It's uh, 7.30 a.m. So it's at Cooper's Beach. Um, it's not at two, it's at 268 Meadow Lane, which is at Cooper's Beach. You might as well just say that. Um, <laughs> and it's 20 bucks, which is a suggested donation. 
Um, so that's cool. That's Great. nice. Okay. You only got a few more weeks that you can do that comfortably with, you know, in yoga clothes before it gets too cold. Then you got the Hamptons Marathon, the Half Marathon, and 5K. So that's September 17th. There's a lot of, like, racing events. There was a racing yeah. event last week in Sag Harbor. Because the weather, you know, because you can't run yeah. in a You can't do a marathon in 90 degrees. The traffic is there like a lot of marathons now, or is this just is this like the big marathon? Yeah, they had this one every year. This is the big the, one. The, there's a lot. There's, Hampton, one in, yeah. there's one in Hampton Bays this weekend as well. The over the bridge run. That's seventeenth. Shelter, Shelter Island. They have a five k. Yeah. I don't know if there's it's that. That's also ten k. Last week was the triathlon. Like, could you do a marathon today if you wanted to? Me? Yeah, you. You're an athlete. You're athletic. Could I? Could I go run twenty six miles? Yeah, yeah. I, I could. Uh, I don't know if I. You know how I'd feel. I get done. I'm just trying to understand. Like, no. the, I ran, I ran the um, Boston Marathon when I was in college, but I was like on the on the rowing team. I was crazy at the time. Like, and that was, I thought that was really challenging. I'm kind of wondering. Marathons are no joke. Yeah, I marathons mean, are real. Like, how are there that many people? There's like thousands of people. It's just amazing. People are amazing. Anyway, you got to run the Hamptons.com, and it's pretty much all day since the marathon. But you can do a 5k. And um, you should just look up the details at runthehamptons.com if you're interested. That's on September 17th. And then I guess my third pick is going to be if you want to relax after the marathon, yes. you go to Surf <laughs> Movie Night. So you go to Surf Movie Night, which is Saturday, September 17th, starts at 4 p.m. And you can join the Surf Rider Foundation of Eastern Long Island and... What does the Surfrider Foundation do? They clean up the beaches. They they do like beach cleanup. They do. You know it what all? that is? I think that's I think that's part of what. Where's this, Dave? In Southampton as well. So all yeah. this is in Southampton. They kind of promote. I don't know how they do. They clean the water. No, they just clean the beaches. But they like promote clean water and and they do like beach cleanups and stuff. And um, anyway, so it's sponsored by the Surfrider Foundation, and this is at Twenty Five Job's Lane in Southampton. Um, and there's a movie at 4 p.m. and there's a movie at 9 p.m. And, um, you know, you learn about, you know, surfing and taking care of the ocean and things like that. Fantastic. And do you want one more? Sure. I have one more. Let's give so me you want one more? One more. We have the Southampton Art Festival. So this is the first year show in Agawam Park in Southampton. Um, so that's cool. So Agawam Park is going to have like a, a whole bunch of art, art, art exhibits. Um, it's going to feature artists from all over the world, all, all galleries, all throughout the Hamptons. Um, and that's going to be at Agawam Park pretty much all weekend long, uh, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. So you can kind of check it out whenever you feel like checking it out this weekend. Um, and if you're in the mood to buy some local art, that's the spot to do it. Well, that's your Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Steve, <laughs> that's, that's your weekend in the Hamptons. All right. Before we wrap it up, Ron, anything else? You got anything going on this weekend? Car wash. Sunday um, from 10 to 2. If you want to stop by and get your car washed, the Bridgehampton men's basketball team is going to be out there doing a oh, fundraiser. Oh, there you go. Nice. Okay. For the Killer Bees? For the Killer Bees. We're fundraising oh, for our... No, I'm, definitely, I'm definitely doing, doing that. I'm trucks definitely are, doing trucks that. Are double. Trucks are double. Trucks are double. Trucks are double. That's all right. That's Sunday? Just this Sunday. 10 to 2. It looks nice. Should be a good day for that. Hopefully. Cool. Thanks. All right. Uh, that's perfect. Ron, you're the man. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for um, having me. Dave, Steve, thank you. Uh, that's it, everybody. Have a great weekend. I'm Andrew Dowd. That's what's happening in the Hamptons. Mm-hmm.